Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think. Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. Ah, <laughs> uh, John, my my lovely Cretan. Uh, I have another one of my Cretan friends here. Uh, another JP. Oh, I've got indeed. another John here. But now I'm, I'm channeling Tasty. I'm just I'm Instagramming John. and tagging it's, people. Yeah, and, he's on, on his phone. phone. Uh, but you showed up too early. If you're Tasty, <laughs> you, you wait until you're fashionably late. For the show, that's true. Right when the <laughs> right when the music starts to fade down, right. That's when you come that's, in. That's when you come in. That's exactly. the power move. I don't have that kind of power. Yeah, I don't know that you have that kind of moves either. <laughs> but, uh, it's just yeah. best if I don't even try. Yeah. Well, that's that's how I live my life. <laughs> that's that's my motto. It's best if I don't try because then, you know, uh, yes. the only person disappointed nothing is everyone ventured, else. Nothing yes. fails. That's exactly. right. Exactly. But you look good. Look good doing it. <laughs> yep. Doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's me. Um, uh, speaking of looking good, how about uh, our other uh, John? Uh, John Blickman, yes. John Blickman, yes. Always looking good. He's <laughs> Those fine products of his. Yes. And as JP likes to say... Innovating your brew day. That's right. Wow. Look at the <laughs> memory great, on you. Great. Uh, that's pretty good, right? That's a great marketing tag. <laughs> that's yeah. right. I tried to sell that to Blickman, and I think he gave me a middle finger. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he thought well, your he idea was it. number one. That must one. have been what it was. I think, I think he's, <laughs> he's probably just uh, doesn't want to pay for anything. Yeah. Uh, if he holds be. up two middle fingers, is it number 11? Yes. Okay. Well, no, it's one in the uh, and one. Oh, he's in got the, that three quarter state. finger. So it was, that was probably the one. <laughs> and to make up for it. Yeah. yeah. yeah and hold up a quarter. couple. Right. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how he lost that finger. What kind of uh, sexual orgy was it? Yeah, what kind of what kind of sexual <laughs> maneuver was I it? I believe it involved a large diesel machinery. <laughs> yes. A little power stroke. <laughs> the. the they don't call it a power stroke diesel for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. BlickmanEngineering.com. If you uh, appreciate uh, the Blickman page for the show, so you don't have to go out and check out uh, BlickmanEngineering.com. Lots of innovative stuff. They're there at the uh, the Homebrewers Conference and everything. It's lots of fun to. Uh, yeah, their booth is always amazing, too. They always got lots of goodies, and they're always yeah. there, you know, uh, showing, yeah. showing things off and all that. A lot of good people there. Right. A lot of good people there. Well, and that's that's exactly why we invited JP today <laughs> to balance out the ratio of good people good to people. not good people. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's the left, uh, right, and center. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. 
Uh, no. Um, you know, I, I was talking with JP, and uh, he mentioned that he came across, actually speaking of innovative stuff, he came across mm-hmm. uh, an innovative uh, gadget, shall we call it? Gadget? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, for uh, sure. For uh, beer, for, for serving clearer beer faster uh, in, your, in your homebrew setup. Yeah, as uh, Palmer called it, it's a whiz bang. I mean, stealing a, that word. It's it's a whiz bang. It's whiz bang. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, yep. we invite him in. I, I thought that that was fascinating. He actually has his whiz bang here with him. <laughs> I do. Uh, he is he is grabbing it uh, and 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 waving it in front of me right yeah. now. Yeah, you see that right there. Yes, it, it's, it's it's a floppy end on your whiz bang there. <laughs> it's a little damp. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's a little damp. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I want to hear about uh, JP's uh, uh, innovative find. Okay. And uh, then I think we're going to roll into clarity in general, but uh, I think it could be quite exciting. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high-temperature march pump, and either a top-tier gas burner or the new boil coil of electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your Brew Easy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The Brew Easy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your Brew Easy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new Brew Easy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new Brew Easy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Attention, home brewers! If you like making labels for your handcrafted awesomeness and wish more people could see how great you are, then check this out. GrogTag, the makers of custom reusable labels and craftbeerandbrewing.com are hosting the first ever National Homebrew Label Awards. The top ten labels will be featured at the 2015 National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego to more than 5,000 attendees and more 
more than $2,500 in prizes will be awarded. If you've created a label at any time in the past year, you're eligible to enter. Grog Tag and Craft Beer and Brewing have teamed up with great sponsors like More Beer and the Brewing Network to make this competition a great one to enter. Submit your entries between March 1st and June 1st for your chance at fortune and glory at homebrewlabelawards.com. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. Submit your label entries today. Good luck, and we'll see you in San Diego. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. And uh, we're lucky enough to have the inventor of the clear beer draft system on the line with us, William Broderick. William. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. Uh, when uh, JP uh, was so excited about uh, uh, trying out your, your product, uh, we thought, what better thing than to get you on the show and kind of uh, wrap this into a whole thing about uh, beer clarity. It's always a, a popular topic with our, with our listeners. You know, uh, you know, first off, thanks for having me on. Um, been listening to the show for quite a while. A lot of my brewing knowledge came from here. And, uh, you know, people just don't realize how spoiled they are today about the, uh, you know, the wealth of knowledge that's out there. I started in 92. You know, the complete joy of home brewing was about it. That and, uh, you know, some stale extract. So, uh, yeah, it's come, <laughs> it's come a long way. Right, right. Well, and, uh, you know, uh products to help you brew have come a long way as well uh how did you come up with this uh this device shall i call it to uh the, this whiz bang to uh to <laughs> essentially um from what i understand and correct mm-hmm. me if i'm wrong here jp you've yes, got a a float that goes inside the keg mm-hmm. and you replace your long old dip tube which goes to the bottom of the keg instead of that it's got a short dip tube Dip, dip tube that's connected to the float and so you're drawing your beer off of the top of the keg exactly so yeah you you pull out your your beer out your beverage out tube and you replace it essentially with a gas in mm-hmm. and then you connect that uh, with some silicone tubing mm-hmm. to the uh to the end of the float and so the float stays at the top obviously and uh you can see here there's a little uh rod a little stainless rod with mm-hmm. a little opening and that's where you draw from mm-hmm. so it's always right at the top I don't know. What do you say, William? Three inches or so of the beer? No, nah, I'd say, well, you know, obviously, depending on the specific gravity of the beer, but, you know, somewhere around an inch and a half okay. you know, at most. Okay. Um, you know, below. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, below the uh, level of the surface. And, and, you know, as Jamil said, but, you know, how did I, what was the impetus behind this? You know, and I went through the normal brewing pr- progression, you know, uh, extract, you know, uh, full full boil, then you know, partial mash, mash, full mash, and then kegging. And uh, you know, she, you start kegging beer, and and you know, something became clear to me really quick. You know, I, I'd get down to last four or five pints, and I'd be, man, this beer is really tasting good. And then uh, same thing would happen again. I'm like, okay, so so what's going on here? Well, you know, if you don't have the time and the space to store your kegs for three months and let them clear, I mean. I think you'd agree. Most of us are kind of impatient. You know, we brew a beer, we want to drink it. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, that, that that was the impetus behind it. I was like, okay, I, I'm I'm sticking, I'm, I'm drawing off the bottom of this vessel. Okay. And it just, 
you know, light just went on. I said, why don't I draw off the top of the vessel instead? And, you know, the first prototype I made was, a, you know, it was a thrown-together, hand-hammered copper, you know. <laughs> I got it sitting here on my shelf. It's quite, uh, it's kind of hilarious, but, <laughs> I, I mean, it worked. I mean, it was just amazing, and it's not, and as you guys know, it's not just about the clarity of the beer. I mean, clarity is nice for presentation, but you lose, now you lose all the off flavors from yeast and tannins and all of that, you know, so... It, it just, it, it, to me, it was just a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, you know, and, and I've been using uh, the Pico Brew a, a lot, so I haven't been using my conical. Uh, I've been using carboys again, and I'm just, I'm terrible at siphoning off my beer into my kegs. I'm, I'm usually picking up way more trube and yeast uh, cake on the bottom because I want to get every You want inch. to get as much beer as you can. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And especially because I'm only doing two and a half gallons at mm-hmm. a time, right? So I need I need every drop uh, because uh, I don't want to pay for beer. And um, I thought this would be a great time to, to try the, uh, the clear beer out. And, uh, you know, I tell you what, I, I hooked it up in my keg and uh, it worked like a charm. I mean, my, my beer was cloudy anyway because of protein haze and because I'm a kind of a not really a good brewer. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's a difference, right, between uh, tasting a beer that is cloudy because of yeast and cloudy because of the proteins and chill haze and all that kind of stuff that the guys are going to talk about on the show today. And I had none of the the kind of garbage that you would kind of expect to have if you accidentally, you know, we've all been there before, right? You kind of, uh, your hand holding your uh, racking cane and it slips out or you, uh, you know, tilt the carboy a little too much and you get a little too much of that yeast in there. Um, everyone knows how that tastes. It's slick in the mouth and kind of funky tasting. Um, and I got none of that. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the, the keg, I opened the lid and I pulled out the uh, the clear beer and you look down at the bottom and lo and behold, there's a bunch of yeast that really I've never seen before, right? Because the first couple of pints, you're pulling off all that yeast. And then exactly. and then the, the liquid finds the path of least resistance. It pulls out all the yeast and creates little channels and stuff. And then uh, once you get to the bottom, you're sucking up all the rest of that stuff into whatever pint glass you're serving it into, uh, depending on how much you have. And uh, there was none of that. I got more more clear beer from my keg than, than I, I have in the past. Well, yeah, you know, and that, and that, that really... I mean, what, what's the goal of all those, you know, homebrewers who are this avid about it? Okay, we want to produce the best beer we can. So, you know, everybody, they spend so much time on, on wort production and getting the right yeast and, uh, you know, sanitation and pH. And, you know, they worry about all these things. And then they, they rack it into a keg, stick a straw all the way down the bottom of the keg and start sucking on it. <laughs> you know, it, it makes no sense, you know. Yeah. So, draw from the top. Well, and, uh, you know, the the thing I like about this, William, as I look at it, it, it appears to be all stainless steel and, uh, you know, silicone tubing. So, uh, you know, 100% food grade, and you could, uh, you know, boil this thing if you want. But you can pull it apart, and, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, it looks you like can... it easily comes apart. Yeah, there's a screw right and, there. Look at that. Uh, you know, uh, easy to clean. Uh, oh, it's very easy to, easy to clean. That, it, that was all part of the, uh, you know, the thought process behind it. You know, you pull it off of the, uh, pull it off of the tube, and get it out of the keg, and, then, you know, your keg's easier to clean, too. You don't have the, you know, long dip tube in a way. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and part of clarity, again, people like to dry hop in their keg. Just throw throw your hop pellets in the keg. When they're done doing their job, they're going to settle to the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, and the float's sitting up top. Right. You know, you, you're not going to clog your dip tube or 
anything like that. Yeah, I've always been a fan of uh, uh, just tossing in hops into the hot pellets into the into the keg mm-hmm. and uh, not not going with a bag or anything like that. And um, you, know, you got to be real careful when you're doing that. And a lot of times you'll get hot bits up through the uh, through the draw tube, and uh, they'll they'll stick in the uh, in the poppet <laughs> and make it stuck open or you know no beer comes out and you really got to work that thing or you got to pull it out every once in a while clean it blow all that out i've had that happen with um um oak chips Mm -hmm. like the kind of finer ones so when i was doing my oak chip uh, like oak uh nib beer Mm -hmm. i would throw the nibs in and the oak too and it would kind of make a little dam Mm -hmm. around the the dip tube Mm -hmm. because they all fall to the bottom right this uh, you know alleviates that you can definitely do a lot more with it inside the keg and for for years people recommended you know to get clearer beer out and not get all the yeast and not all that they would cut their dip tubes in their in their corny kegs you know like an inch or two shorter and I always thought, well, first off, now I can't get all the beer out when I have a beer that doesn't have all this stuff. <laughs> right, when you did something right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, now you know, to buy another dip tube is going to cost me like another 20 bucks. So I never, I, I never cut my dip tubes at all. I, well, not I to mention. With it di- different ways. Yeah, if you ever used a, a tube cutter, you know, it, mm-hmm. it essentially kind of pushes in. Right. Um, so it, it kind of makes the, the diameter of the circle smaller. And I know I'm not really describing it very well, mm-hmm. but it kind of pushes in a layer. So you have right. to deburr it mm-hmm. and scrape all that out. Or, you know, it, it, it can create um, foaming. Can it be a little bit more foamy because it's hitting right. kind of a, a sure. harsher surface? Right. Right. Yeah, it's not could, smoothed could out. Could be a nucleation site. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to ask. Yeah, if you, the, you know, the diameter of the intake, that's why, you know, on a, you'll see that oval cutout I have in the tube. You know, there was some empirical stuff going on there. I had to figure out what size, you know, you can create a low pressure zone there. Yeah, you have a foam bomb. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, you don't – and, you know, and the other thing, you know, also, if you, if, you, if you do sit a keg around and you do let it fall out, let's say, for three months, you wouldn't dare move that keg at that point in time. You know, <laughs> you'd kill somebody if they touch your keg. And, uh, you know, you – you can rack into this keg. And once it's carbonated, you, you know, you can move – like my, my home setup here – my conditioning uh, where I carbonate is, you know, is not where I serve my beer. So I always have to, you know, move the kegs around and uh, I don't worry about it one bit. You know, I move the keg and I'm, you know, I'm pouring clear beer right away. Absolutely. Jamil's here, sitting here playing with my tube. If, uh, the, the float could tip over or anything, but. No, it, it's it, the way it rotates around the, um, the intake tube. It, it, I've never had it tangle up. Yeah. And I've drank a lot of beer through it. Uh, you know, I've never had a tangle up, never had an issue. Well, it's great because uh, the, the pickup tube, you know, when you first put it in and the float's at the top, um, the little oval that you were talking about is at the bottom. And then as the float transitions lower to the keg, the arm itself rotates and uh, it makes, you know, it forces the, uh, the intake portion, the intake oval to the top so it's not just right on top of the yeast cake you know and the exactly. little uh, the little mount has a kind of a foot like what like a half inch clearance or something so yes. uh yeah it's uh it's a lot of thought went into this thing man good well, job and what's interesting is also you could use this in pretty much any size corny keg you yeah. could use it in a in a two and a half a three a five a ten um just you know you replace your silicone tube with a you know a, a right length piece Mm -hmm. for the keg you're in and and you're off and running so i like a one size fits all 
Yeah, you know, and Jamil, like you were saying about the stainless construction and all that, and you know, it was very important to me. That's all USA sourced materials. Oh, that was uh, awesome. That that was just a you know that was going to be from the very get go. So you know, because I don't want to worry about you know any of those issues. It's all NSF. Uh, you know, it's all approved materials. It's, uh, it's you know just a little product like that comes from you know I got sources in I think eight different states just for that little product. So. Huh. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, and then one other thing, too, you know, this doesn't have to be a blonde ale that you want clear, you know, and that's, that's one thing, you know, I, I think a lot of people kind of miss out on because the same off flavors will just go, I'm brewing a stout or a porter, you know, I'm not worried about clarity, but, you know, those same issues okay, are going to be there. Mm -hmm. That's that's probably yep. the one that, that bugs me the most is I see a beer full of yeast, uh, you know, it can uh, the yeast has a kind of a bitter... Uh, you know, taste to it that is quite unpleasant. So, and that's that's one of the things that'll start dropping. But you know, if you don't want to wait for it to, to all drop out and then you know throw away the first pint or two to get it clear, <laughs> um, which is kind of canon in the home brewing industry, like it's mm -hmm. just accepted that you're going to have to throw out the right. first couple pints. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I, th I think it's a a, a fascinating. Uh, little invention there and uh jp uh he gives it his two thumbs up yeah i think it, i think that would be my rating <laughs> right we'll find something better two bald heads up or something like yes. that two, <laughs> two two balls up uh and uh, uh william where can people uh pick this up yeah so i'm uh you know just go online to clearbeardraftsystem.com and the, the draft is spelled d-a-r-u-g-h-t Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of really good information on the website. If you go to my frequently uh, asked question page, uh, you know, just from all my experiences of using it and, uh, you know, how to maximize the use of it, I have a lot of good tips on there. And there's also a, a buy link uh, right on that web page. And, um, you know, flat rate shipping, you know, so if you get together with your buddies in your brew club and, uh, you know, order in volume and, uh, you know, it's flat rate shipping. Well, you know, you being such a small business, I have, you know, I get no volume discounts for shipping. So, you know, that is my volume discount to the consumer. Mm -hmm. I just offered the flat rate. Oh, well, there you go. Excellent. Nice website, too. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you very much, William. Uh, appreciate you joining us. Appreciate you uh, uh, inventing uh, a great new product for, for homebrewers to enjoy. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk more uh about clarity of beer and 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 what it means and how to achieve it jp you stick with us and uh and and talk to us more about beer clarity all right we'll be back right after this beer tasting games that train your palate a brewery locator and the brand new interactive beer style guide these are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com the style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color bitterness abv aroma and flavor it's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you go to craft 
craftbeer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide. Plus, enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com, the brewer's banter blogs, beer education, how to host a beer tasting, and the invaluable draft quality manual. Tons of great content that makes your beer better. Visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion, camaraderie, and creativity of the craft beer community. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened to theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking uh, clarity here with uh, uh, my my two JPs, uh, <laughs> and uh, one of my JPs. Uh, does the Dr. Homebrew Show. That's right. On this same brewing network. That's me, right? That's not yes. us. Okay. Yes. It is you. That's right. 
Yes. And uh, do it's you a have, fun show. Do you have beers that come in for Dr. Homebrew that uh, have clarity problems? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to laugh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, yes, that's correct. We do. Yeah. There you go. And and so you give them advice on on how to uh, clear up their beer. Yeah. Well, you know, in in interest of clarity, uh, I don't give them advice at all. Uh, Brian and Lee do, mm-hmm. who are... Uh, they're really the brains behind Dr. Homebrew. They're the uh-huh. the uh, they're both master BJCP judges, and they're uh, easy on the eyes. Also, they're the talent, if you will. Be and- oh, just pull the shade. <laughs> so you, you've been working on yours. So so you're just like a master BJ. That's right. I yes. get, I'm a master BJ. You don't have the the, the CP <laughs> the rest yet. No, I don't. Oh, okay, all right. No, I don't. There you go. Uh, but yes, we do give them a lot of advice on on uh, clarity and and you know uh, stuff like that. Well, and a very entertaining and educational show here on the Brewing Networks. Check it out, uh, Doctor Homebrew. Uh, we'll have two live episodes also- tomorrow night. There you go. That's right. Tomorrow night on the Brewing Network. The chat room is uh, very enthusiastic about that product there. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I want to buy it. It looks great. Have they all been drinking? Is that <laughs> Anytime our <laughs> listeners are enthusiastic Probably. about anything. <laughs> right. They've been drinking. They're not complaining about the website anymore? Not currently. That's good. All That's right. good. Oh, good way to remind them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, 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 John, uh, tell, us, uh, tell us about Clarity. What... What, what fundamentally, I, I understand what, what clear beer is, but sure. what fundamentally is the problem or problems that are causing a lack of clarity? Sure. Well, too clear or not too clear. Um, <laughs> haze is the issue. <laughs> You're a dork. <laughs> <laughs> um, haze is a broad term for the turbidity in beer. Mm-hmm. Turbidity meaning cloudiness. Mm-hmm. Um, there are biological hazes caused by microbes, both yeast and you know suspended yeast and bacteria, mm-hmm. and non-biological hazes, which are caused by particles such as uh, starches, glucans, pectins, proteins, and polyphenols. Mm-hmm. Colloidal hazes. Um, that term refers to one substance being suspended within another, such as a uh, protein polyphenol haze, where the two of them are have kind of joined together to create a visible haze. Um, so you have these different types of hazes that can cause your beer to be less than brilliant, um, to be slightly cloudy or hazy. And each of them typically needs a different treatment method or treatment agent to combat it. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> much has been said, uh, and actually, uh, somebody talked to you about, uh, uh, was writing an article about, uh, you know, clarity and beers today and cloudy IPAs or something. And you threw me yeah. under the bus saying that, oh, Jamel hates anything that, that isn't clear, <laughs> which is incorrect. Um, oh. I'm okay, okay with with a bit of haze in certain beers, like you know something heavily dry hopped, a sure. slight haze. Okay. But unfortunately, I didn't word it that way. People people today, <laughs> people today have taken hazy to mean opaque. looks looks like oh. milk. You know, there's something you <laughs> can, you can't see through it. You can barely you know. There's uh, a difference. Yes. Okay. And so. 
uh, a friend of mine uh, knows that I've like, look, you know, you should you should try and make your beer relatively clear as a brewer, you know, and there's these breweries out there and these home brewers out there name for that are right serving now. beer that is so clouded with particulate matter or yeast or whatever. And the Pop taste it. is suffering because of it. There's so much of that crap in there that it doesn't taste good. And they're like, oh, no, it's craft beer. It's, you know. It's artisanally <laughs> handmade. Right. Yes. And it's like, well, it looks like orange juice. <laughs> uh, you know, it's got the clarity of orange juice, really thick orange juice. You know, <laughs> you should be trying for at least the clarity of tang, you know. <laughs> not, not full-on pulp. Uh, orange juice. Why is that? Why, as a professional brewer now, yes. once a uh, you know uh, semi-respected uh, home brewer, uh, what makes a brewery release a beer that's not clear, perfectly or otherwise? What is that? I, I think either a lot of them don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. or uh, you know they think they think it's okay. I don't know. So a friend of mine sent me a picture of a beer he got at this this one place, and it was it looked like orange juice. You couldn't oh see through it. This was their their IPA, and he asked the uh, the server. He said, "Is is the beer you know always look like this?" And uh, the server said, uh, n- uh, "No, a lot of times they they you know." It, it it ends up clearer, and so, you know, this is the first time in a long time they've gotten it perfect, you know, with as cloudy like they want. <laughs> it's just like, what in the world? Um, maybe, they know, don't, maybe they don't use hops. They just rely on the yeast bite to make it bitter. I, I guess. Some but, sort of weird gruit. You know, that that's that's the weird thing is, uh, you know, like JP's saying, uh, you know, the yeast gives a bite, gives an unpleasant, you know, taste and texture to the to the beer and you know if, if you if you if your beer is suffering clarity that badly um you're you're gonna end up uh you know with a, a less than pleasant beer to drink a little bit of haze i mean that, you know that, that's all right well, that but. was the point i wanted to make you know Jamil. i mean just what you're saying yeah <laughs> there there's there's haze and then there's orange juice as you right uh-huh uh-huh so a white uh, IPA is not a wit, with, you know, <laughs> in terms of clarity. Right, right. Correct. There you go. There you go. All right. So how does one go about uh, dealing with these issues? Well, um, like I said, you know, each cause of haze has a particular uh, treatment that works best. Um, you know, if we look at, say, uh, starch hazes, you know, from uh, incomplete mashing or uh, excess glucans or, pen, or pectins. And, you know, pectins can become in, uh, in a fruit beer. Um, these are all types of polysaccharides. And so those kind of hazes uh, can be dealt with by adding amylase enzymes like, be- like Beano uh, will help break up that haze. Now, it also helped break up, you know, your dextrins and so on as well. But um, that's what these, these agents are that cause um, these hazes are uh, polysaccharide. So uh, that's one avenue for addressing them uh, for that type. If, of course, you have a bacterial haze um, from an infection or maybe a bacterial haze just, you know, in a sour beer, 
Well, then that becomes more of a maturation issue. Um, you know, that beer will eventually clear, um, but it may take several months. And so, you know, maturation, cold conditioning mm-hmm. will help drop the, those hazes in, the, in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to the real common uh, causes of haze. And uh, first is yeast, as you mentioned. Uh, suspended yeast in a beer can make it, you know, cloudy. And you know, you'll definitely get a kind of a yeast bite to the flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have protein hazes, um, such you know, which you can get from um, oh a high proportion of flaked adjuncts, as you know, um, flaked barley, flaked wheat, um, and, and as well as uh, under modified malt and so on. You get a lot of excess protein in the beer. Um, poor a poor boil can be another cause of that kind of a protein haze because if you don't get a good rolling boil, you don't get a good hot break, um, then you end up with a lot more protein going into the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last category is polyphenols and or polyphenol hazes. And uh, polyphenols can come from the grain husks. Uh, they can also come from the hop cones. And especially when we're dealing with um, IPAs where you have put in a lot of dry hops, um, whether it's pellets or uh, whole cone hops, um, all that extra hop cone in the, in the batch, especially after the boil, can throw a lot of polyphenol haze. So well, that's, uh, that's why I an, think, you know, uh, an IPA can have a bit of a haze to it. Uh, yeah. But you can still see through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It should be a warm, hazy, sunny afternoon, not... Uh, <laughs> not a blizzard? Know. Yeah, or a hurricane or something like <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, and uh, there are also, uh, you know, you mentioned enzymes, but there's also findings, uh, you know, in the kettle, and there's findings right. in the fermenter. Uh, and there's, you know, the post, post-ferment post uh, findings as well, correct? Correct. Yeah, each and um, these three types, the yeast, the protein, the polyphenol, all have uh, common methods, which we refer to as findings, for taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you want to take a quick break and come back to those? and or um, What, you, you, you need to get a beer? You need to you take a wee? What, what's going on, John? Yeah. Well, you, you I'm staring at this me. word, polyvinyl poly. Pyroli, pyrolidone. That's easy for you EVPP to say. EVPP and, uh, yes. you know, it's, yeah, too many P's. <laughs> right. Has to All go right. to the bathroom. John has to take a pee. Uh, <laughs> while, while John's going wee, uh, we'll all get a beer. So we'll be back right after this. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any 
Tiffany Brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. heard about White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Lab's yeast packaged using their flex cell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, flex cell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of Pure Pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. to brew has never been so disgusting. This is Brew Strong. All right. We're talking uh, clarity and findings and haze. Faction Pale, doing it right. Whiz bang. Whiz bang. Faction Pale, nice and clear. Good job there. Roger. Uh, all right, so we were talking about uh, findings and, and, and PPP, yeah, so got, PV. Among others, yes. We've got several uh, finding agents uh, available to us, both home and professional. Um, some of the most common are to help clear yeast in, in cask ales, and those um, probably heard of Eisenglass, mm-hmm. uh, otherwise known as small fish guts. <laughs> and that is... Uh, that's a ref- when they pr- finish processing it and ripping the guts out of those little fish, um, boiling them up and refining them. You have uh, 100% pure collagen, and uh, collagen is a, uh, m- a material that has a uh, negative charge or a positive charge regard- with respect to the yeast, and so. Uh, they electrostatically uh, help the yeast bind together and settle out. Works very fast. Um, 
Gelatin is another uh, similar agent, um, and it also is a form of collagen and helps the yeast uh, settle out. So if you were to get collagen injected into your lips, would that help, like, strain the yeast out while you drank beer? Yeah, if you got the collagen injection, you can't drink a wit beer, I think, is uh, the rule. It would just, like, stack <laughs> up on your lips? <laughs> I think it would. <laughs> Make your lips hang low. <laughs> settle out. All right, so uh, you know, Isinglass, uh, you know, uh, there's all there's the pre-prepared stuff, and then there's the stuff where you gotta put in a, you know, a shear blender, and you gotta, you know, temperature and acidity, and that could be kind of yeah. tricky. Gelatin seems like a fairly easy uh, product to use. It is, yeah. Um, basically, for five gallons to put in a keg, you uh, use roughly half of a Knox gelatin packet. Mm-hmm. You know, the unflavored Knox gelatin. Don't use lime. Uh, well, I suppose you could, but no. Um, use the unflavored uh, Knox gelatin. Use about a half a packet. Um, sprinkle that into some cold water in a glass uh, measuring cup. And then uh, microwave it for a minute to get it hot. Finish stirring it in. Um, you don't want to get cool. it too hot. You don't want it to boil. Right. You don't want it to boil. You do want to get it hot, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, You want it to bloom. You know, once it's fully dissolved, then you can add some more cool water to it and kind of bring it back down to, you know, just you know, warm. Um, and then add that directly to your keg, and it'll, it'll uh, flow out and uh, clarify the beer within overnight. And essentially forms kind of a net of uh, uh, collagen that, uh, as it drops through the beer, it uh, clings to all these things, or things cling to it, and it all becomes heavier and and bigger and and accelerates and drops to the bottom uh, and forms a mass there at the bottom. Right. I bet you that would be good to use with the uh, clear beer uh, draft Draft system. system, yes. Yeah, that would that would really help, uh, you know, pull all that stuff to the bottom, and then you'd be pulling from the clear beer at the top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and you wouldn't have to wait overnight. Yeah, I mean, you know, give it a That's few right. hours, the the top starts clearing pretty quick when you add gelatin. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't have a party, but uh, you know, you can definitely have a pint or two. Your home have room. a party. Yeah. Well, you know, coming with was. the old way with the dip tube and so on. Yeah, you would have to kind of wait overnight for that that mass to really kind of compact, mm-hmm. and then you know you'd pour one cloudy glass, and then mm-hmm. you know then you'd be good after that. With the uh, the new new clear beer system, um, you know you could be pulling clear beer right away because you're pulling it from the top. Well, so and one nice thing about drink. using uh, these kinds of uh, finings uh, post ferment is that uh, you want to kind of use the right amount. If you don't use quite enough. Um, the beer isn't going to clear as well. If you use mm-hmm. too much, uh, you can get what's called fluffy bottoms. Huh. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. The Kardashians have that, I think, yes. right? Yes. Kardashians <laughs> use far too much gelatin and have fluffy bottoms. They have too much collagen, that's for yes. sure. Um, yeah. And what fluffy bottoms is, you use too much of this stuff, it, it, it's not going to form a nice solid cake at the bottom. It'll end up uh, just kind of sitting in its... The gooey net like material up up in the in the beer, and then you're going to waste a lot of beer trying to get it to clear and to get past that. So, 
Um, you know, you know, often uh, as as uh, humans, we think, you know, oh, if a little is good, more is better, and so we <laughs> tend to throw in a lot of stuff. So yeah. you gotta you gotta watch that as well. Yeah. So yeah, common rule of thumb is about a ta- about a teaspoon of gelatin, and there's usually about two and a half te- teaspoons in a packet, about seven grams. Um, so divide seven by two and a half and you get roughly two and a half or three so somewhere in there is about the uh, two and a half or three grams of gelatin per five gallon batch is about right mm-hmm. if you use gelatin in a in a corny keg in a regular corny keg do you have to modify the uh, out the bev out dip tube at all is it is the the cake of gelatin going to obstruct or possibly be higher than your dip tube it could but i mean that's Again, that's where you're doing the the circumcision of the dip tube okay. to uh, you know, okay. pull it up an inch off the bottom or so. The first glass may have some gelatin in it, but then after that, it stay everything stays in place pretty well, and you're usually pouring clear beer after that. Okay, All right, All right. There you go. All right. Um, so that's that's a yeast haze. Mm-hmm. Um, now for protein hazes or and protein and polyphenol hazes. Um, Irish moss, you know, you use in the boil, and that is, you know, one that you, but the only finding they actually do use in the boil. And uh, you add Irish moss or carrageenan, uh, you know, the last 10 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the uh, boil. And that helps, you know, your hot break uh, protein to really coagulate and settle out. And so when you're after the boil, when you're drawing the word out of the pot, um, you're leaving more of the hot break behind. Mm-hmm. Well, and and another thing about that is you might pre-bloom your uh, Irish moss in a little hot water before uh, adding it because uh, yeah. it can take yeah. it can take a while for for it to hydrate and, and kind of bloom and and uh, and work like that. Uh, uh, here's another interesting story. I, I use uh, whirl flock. You know, little tablets when they came out, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, I was telling a friend of mine how great it was, and that I used World Flock, and he said, "Hey, you know, all right, you use World Flock, I'll use World Flock." And so, <laughs> and so he emails me later on. And he goes, "You know, oh, you and your stupid World Flock, you know, you ruined the whole beer. You know, that World Flock is crap." I'm like, "What?" I guess high. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Well, what the hell did you do?" I'm like, you know, how much did you use? And he's like, well, you know, I use like three tablets. I'm like, well, you should use like one for 10 <laughs> gallons. So you made a five-gallon batch with, you know, three. That's too much. And then uh, and and then he also used Irish moss. And oh, it, and, and it was just like the entire beer was fluffy bottoms. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, again, it's the syndrome of, you know, well, if a little is, is good, then the more is better. Uh, yeah. As well, uh, yeah. Whirl flock. That's a, a handy way to do it. There's also like a copper clear, which is a kind of a another similar type of product, yeah. and uh, a couple other uh, product. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of a lot of different uh, options there, and that that certainly helps. Yeah, if your if your wort's not turning nice and clear during the boil, then mm-hmm. um, you know, you're, you're probably not getting an appropriate boil. You're probably not getting enough agitation. You probably have not, uh, uh, you know, 
either properly converted all your starches or um, you've not included enough uh, uh, copper findings. And it could be your water. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you you and your your water book, John. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Cross marketing. I think I have a water issue because everything I do is cloudy. Hmm. Your well, water you comes know, calcium. Out if there's not enough calcium in the water, or you're not adding enough calcium salt to the mash and the boil and so on, um, and I mean 50 ppm minimum, um, then uh, yeah, you can have you you can have uh, haze and flocculation issues mm-hmm. where there's just not enough. Um, in, uh, electrostatic uh, attraction between these various compounds to pull everything together and set, it settle out. Hmm. So calcium helps a lot. Is a key factor in flocculation. Yep. And lastly, the polyphenols. Uh, there's a nifty little plastic dust called the PVPP, and um, uh, interesting enough, chemically this. Uh, Polyvinyl polypyrolidone, pyrolidone, polypyrolidone attracts um, the polyphenols better than the sites that um, the proteins do. So it's really good at helping pull polyphenols out of solution. And those are and, from uh, hops, right? Polyphenols? Uh, well, you can get polyphenols from the hops. You can get it from the grain husks. Um, variety of you know sources. Okay. Um, but you know, especially in the case in, in IPAs where you're doing a lot of dry hopping, you know, after after the boil, um, so that there's there's all the hot break and cold break has already happened, and there's nothing really to you know no uh, mechanical action as it were to pull these out of solution. Um, so the the PVPP helps uh, bind these sites and helps the polyphenols flocculate and settle out. You can also buy products that incorporate uh, silica gel or carrageenan with the PVP. Or, and uh, so you get uh, an agent that acts on the polyphenol and another agent that acts on the protein. And so you get kind of a, you know, a one-two punch kind of thing to help, you know, clarify the beer that way. Silica gel as opposed to, say, Irish moss, um, in the way it acts, it targets the uh, haze-forming proteins um, over the, uh, the head-forming proteins. So whereas uh, if you use too much Irish moss uh, or use other protein scavengers, you can affect your head, ret- head retention. Um, the silica gel... Uh, won't affect your head retention in the beer. But silica gel and PVP need to be filtered out of the beer before consumption. So they're generally used at the commercial level rather than the homebrew level. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Are they available at the homebrew level? Yes. In case people are masochists? Yeah. <laughs> well, and there was um, somebody at the uh, conference that gave a talk on, uh, you know, stuff that will kill you in homebrew. Mm-hmm. And I think he talked about those specific things as oh, well. Oh, really? And it was like, uh, you know, you'd have to drink a whole bottle and, um, you know, it's, it, alcohol is the dangerous yeah. thing for you in beer. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was interesting yeah. as well. Alcohol and trees. Yeah. <laughs> trees? If you're Sonny Bono, yeah. I guess. 
Yeah. Right, right. And you're too soon. soon. Too soon. It's already too soon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, great, John. Uh, I, I, I think here's what we're going to do. I think we're going to wrap up this show. And if you're listening live, stay tuned because the next show, we're going to do Q&A about oh. Clarity and Haze in beer. Nice. We're going to have kind of a Clarity Haze gasm. Yeah. And then clean it up afterwards because that's what you do. Right. 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 You be respectable any for the space. Spilled fluids in the studio are supposed to clean up. Right. And there's, and there's Chris Braden sitting right there. All right. Um, <laughs> he works for me, you know. Uh, I don't know that. He's part of our, our Sour know? Barrel program. Nice. Him and his lovely wife. Part of your cleanup crew? <laughs> no. Um, he, he's actually our barrel program manager. Oh, really? Yes. That's cool. Is that way he doesn't have any hair? You have to shave him? Right. He's going to be perfectly him? clean. <laughs> perfectly clean. Um, so the, the, the sours that will be at the uh, Hop Grenade anniversary party. Oh. Uh, Chris has had a, a, a part in it. There you go. That's All awesome. Right. Uh, yeah, so I get distracted. That's that's why they shouldn't have a window here. <laughs> they should put blinders on you, like yes. a horse. I uh, like a horse. Yeah. There's many things about me like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> my breath, uh, my why hair, the long face, yeah. the long face. Yes. Yeah. And my tail. And that's uh, all the same. Giant cloven hooves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There you go. That's why uh, I'm like a horse. All right. <laughs> That's it for this show. Uh, another fine another fine job. Thanks to uh, uh, William Broderick uh, for uh, joining us and, and having a uh, an innovative idea that helps. The whiz-bang. The whiz-bang. Yeah. And uh, thanks yeah. to our, our great sponsor, Blickman Engineering. Talk about innovative. Yeah. And innovating your brew day. Huh? Absolutely. That's, a, that's a, a great, great company with lots of fancy ideas for... I'm surprised he didn't come up with the whiz bang. I know, right? Yeah, well, he's working on other things. He's That's working true. on other things. His right? things involve wires and uh, and a lot more stainless. So uh, you know, there there is definitely a, more, a need a lot, for all of that. A lot more that. nuts. Yes, you need more nuts more, in your life. A lot more nuts, Brewers. Blickman Engineering. A lot more nuts. That's his new. That's his new market. <laughs> a lot more nuts. <laughs> a lot more nuts. <laughs> Just grammatically incorrect and everything. Right. Yeah. Clear beer draft system. All right. Oh, that was great. So check out our sponsors. Check out the Brewing Network store, thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. There's all sorts of goodies there, hats, shirts, uh, glassware, uh, all sorts of uh, growlers, and all sorts of interesting stuff. And when you buy that stuff, the profits go to the bottom of the line of the Brewing Network and help keep shows like this on the air. Check out Dr. Homebrew with my good friend JP leading the way there. That's an Thank excellent you, show. And uh, I urge you to listen and listen often. Until then, everybody, brew strong.